Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com, joins us now on 365 Sports. And I didn't have to take that call on the fly because he play, called back as soon as the music was playing. So excellent timing, Mickey. And last week was a great intersection of... Sometimes you'd rather be lucky than good, but they were good and lucky at the same time, given a very bizarre call that happened, although a legitimate one at the at the end of the Lions game. And then you wake up on on Sunday uh, after having uh, won and kept pace in the in the playoff hunt, and the Eagles lose, and all you have to do is beat Washington this week, who it doesn't really benefit them to win. Uh, because it would maybe hurt their draft status. Uh, So this has been kind of a good couple weeks for the Cowboys after some struggles in Buffalo and Miami. Yeah. uh, I assume you're speaking of lucky that the Eagles got beat. Yes. Not that the Cowboys won. No, they were good. Like, I think they were were good against the Lions. Yeah. That was on the Lions' fault. Yeah. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) If they're going to use... If they're going to use a deceptive play, don't fake out everybody and the officials and yourself, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they got too deep in the in the plan. Well, just do what you're supposed to and have everybody report the way they're supposed to report. And on, on top of that, don't cover up the guys that are eligible. Yeah. So there was really two penalties on the play, right? Mm-hmm. You only could assess one. But they had a legal formation, and they threw the ball to a guy that wasn't eligible to catch it. But other than that, it was great. <laughs> yeah, it was well drawn up. You know, the thing that gets me about when people are saying, well, this wasn't fair to the Lions, look, even all that you said, Brad Allen got on the microphone and said, this is the number that's eligible and the other guy caught the pass. So they heard him say that. And then they didn't go out there and go, well, up uh, uh, 68. No, that was, yeah, that was my fault. I mean, my, my deal on it. It's like, why didn't you call timeout? If you knew, well, I guess they were out of timeouts by then. Well, I would have ran on the field and go, no, you announced the wrong guy and see. And the other part of it is there's this assumption had they, that you would have got the same result if you announced him as being eligible, right? Well, if the Cowboys knew he was eligible, they would have fixed their defense to make sure they account for the guy that was eligible. So, uh, yeah, uh, 
too bad for all the people in Detroit that are putting up billboards that basically uh, saying that they got screwed. They screwed themselves. Yeah, they they really did. No, they really did. And um, uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was very it was very bizarre. Although all the way that went down, and then to have Dan Campbell have two other opportunities at it and not try to go for overtime again, that was really surprising to me too. Well, and and, and that's on him. So mm-hmm. the Cowboys weren't lucky about that. They, they, I mean, because even though Micah Parsons jumped into the neutral zone on the second one. They did intercept the pass, so they stopped the play, and Micah in the neutral zone had nothing to do with the interception. So they failed there, and then they failed on the third one, too. Yeah. So, Mickey, the Eagles lose, and they, they're in a, a very uh, odd free fall uh, right now. They... Um, you know, my, my my theory is that the, the new coordinators haven't adjusted as much and the league's maybe caught up to them a little bit And when it comes to scheme. I don't think it's certainly a talent issue or anything like that, but um, they've maybe been figured out a little bit. While still a good team, they're just not playing their best right now. And the Cowboys uh, stare down a commander's team that, you know, I know that you can't tell the players not to play to win, but it, it behooves them none to win the game, really. Well... And then today they put a bunch of guys on injured reserve, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think three of them were their starters on defense, which wasn't very good to start with. Uh, and then the other guy, I don't think they put Jonathan Allen on re- injured reserve, but they ruled him out. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think – I mean, look, the players want to win. Anybody that competes and gets, a game, wa- gets in a game wants to win. They don't want to embarrass themselves. But I think from the franchise standpoint, they just assume to lose the game and try to lock up uh, the second pick in the NFL draft where they are right now uh, by one game because if there's a tiebreaker, it goes by who uh, played the, the least hard uh, strength of schedule. And right now they're one game ahead of New England in that category. So, Mickey um... – I know that there have been some things that have been problematic. Uh, you know, the the run game hasn't been exactly what they've wanted, and they've had some injuries there. I know Deuce Vaughn is injured now, but it looks like Rico Dowdle, Dowdle is coming back. Um, the linebacker uh, position has been uh, kind of a kind of an issue. How do you think they address that? Uh, those two things going forward into the postseason. Well, I think they're okay at running back. I mean, they're going to be what you had all season, right? Mm-hmm. You got Tony Pollard, you got Rico Dowdle. Uh, Hunter Lepke, uh, and if they get into the playoffs, uh, I mean, when they get into the playoffs, they'll get an extra elevation. So Malik Malik Davis uh, can be moved up if you need another running back. Uh, Deuce Vaughn on IR is not going to hurt him one bit. Uh, and, and, you know, he hasn't been active because uh, he can't, as a third running back, he can't give him anything on special teams if he's not returning. So, I don't worry about that. Now, the linebacker thing's a, uh, a different story. Um, you know, you, 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 ha- you are what you are at this point, and, and I don't know how you uh, fix anything. Um, you know, uh, getting, you know, bringing, uh, signing Damian Wilson to the practice squad gives him some experience. Uh, I don't know how quickly he could be ready to play. Same thing with Leo Collins uh, on the offensive line since, uh, you know, the, Thursday was the first time he's practiced in over a year. 
or almost a year when he tore his ACL in January. So uh, I think from, you know, it's experience, uh, it's a depth if you really need something. Uh, but I don't know that they, either one of them can make a huge difference at this point. Do you think Lyle Collins has maybe um, a longer term future coming back to the Cowboys next season? Oh, I think that depends on kind of what they see in practice of him uh, over the next couple weeks. Uh, and it also depends on, you know, a money factor. How, how little is he willing to play for? Uh, now, if, if he looks like he's got it, to, you know, and remember, there was a reason why they let him go mm-hmm. uh, into free agency and eat about, I want to say $14 million because, you know, he cost them $8 million in dead money this year for that release. Uh, so they thought that Terrence Steele had outplayed him and they'd rather pay the young guy uh, than the veteran uh, who had been having injury problems. And he continued to have injury problems uh, tearing the ACL uh, when he was with Cincinnati. So uh, I think that one is, I, I don't know if they if they've even thought of that, uh, but you know, on the practice squad, you're unless you're elevated, you're only making twelve thousand dollars a week. Betty doesn't want to play for that. No, I, I'm sure he does. I'm just you know, I, I'm just curious as to, especially with some moving parts in free agency in the offensive line, if they can uh, get a guy if he's if he can be good again. You know, it'd be interesting to me. And I know he he's a guy who loved being a Dallas Cowboy. Oh, yeah, and he loves being back. But, again, I bet he loves money more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do. I think we all do. Mickey, you were there. You got to see the the Jimmy Ring of Honor ceremony. Um, more than anything to me, it just feels like a gigantic um, weight has been lifted off of a lot of people when it comes to that. Um, and the, a guy who won two Super Bowls and – and made the franchise what it still is, you know, in the, in the new era of the Cowboys today, uh, in this rightful spot in the Ring of Honor. Yeah, and and it was always going to happen. I, I think it was a matter of time, uh, of when, and uh, I, I think for more than anything, it, it, it was more cathartic for the fans. I think it was a neat thing uh, for them to see, uh, for them to have an opportunity uh, to honor uh, Jimmy Johnson, because they really – from a fan standpoint, never got a chance to thank him. You know, it, after, and the breakup happened in the off season. Uh, you know, there was there was a press conference, but there was nothing for the fans to to thank Jimmy for resurrecting the uh, the franchise uh, from '89 through '93 during his five years. So I think they enjoyed it so much, and Jimmy did a nice job of playing. Uh, playing to the fans, to the crowd. Uh, he treated the media uh, awfully well, shaking hands with all of us. And it just kind of brought back good memories. You know, not the bad one, uh, as I think maybe some people wanted to look at it as, uh, but the good memories. And, you know, we always talk about places that have been so successful waking up the ghosts. Well, he woke up all the ghosts and, and made people, you know, realize how good, the Cowboys were there uh, in the early 
uh, to mid nineties. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And look, uh, Mickey, I'm a lifelong Red Sox fan. I, I very much believe in curses. So if the Cowboys ever had one, this might have been it. Uh, so. Well, we'll we'll find out real quickly here, yeah. right? Look, I was all about them getting that piano out of the lake that Babe Ruth. Uh, sank like whatever it took uh, for the Red Sox to win a World Series when they they finally did. I mean, part of it is just uh, you know changing organizational philosophy that's not working for a long time, and the Cowboys haven't really had that problem. It's just they always seem to have like one little hole that uh, kind of undoes them at the end of the year that they they haven't addressed the right way. But uh, Mickey, how huge would it be? For the Cowboys to get that first playoff game at home, a place they have not lost this year, uh, and to avoid San Francisco for as long as possible. Yeah, I, I think that you know if you can get the number two seed, uh, then you're guaranteed a home playoff game. If you win, you get another home playoff game, and uh, we all recognize they've been eight and zero at home. Uh, although maybe the home schedule hasn't been as difficult as the road schedule has been and I think some of those road losses I I I don't think it had anything to do with being on the road I think it had something to do with who you were playing on the road because they didn't lose to anybody on the road that with less than 10 well only one one of the five losses right all the other four losses were to teams with at least 10 victories uh and 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 a, and a couple of them are division winners right Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't like they lost the little sisters of the poor. Uh, so, uh, but again, uh, you know, they were able to have a couple good home wins and, uh, yeah, playing at home, uh, certainly helps in the, in the playoffs. And if you think about it, when the Cowboys had their run, uh, through the nineties for the Super Bowls, they, they were playing all those key playoff games on the road and the one they didn't was 94 when they lost at San Francisco. So uh, I think that's the key thing. And then you're actually in, you know, you're playing teams, uh, you know, with a lesser record. Uh, although if they ended up at the wild card team, they would be the fifth seed and they would play one of those, what, nine and uh, nine and eight teams from the NFC South in the first round, but it would be on the road. Yeah. Well, uh, I just, having somebody else have an opportunity to do the dirty work and play the 49ers who appeared like that's just the team that the Cowboys match up the worst with in the entire NFC. I mean, so if you could maybe even possibly have somebody else get them out of the way for you, and then you get to play at home, what that would even, you know, that lucky streak would continue. Well, we'll see if, uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson and the Ring of Honor can do something about That's that. That's right. The curse. Oh, Mickey, before I let you go, you are a proud Mizzou grad. Did you go to the Cotton Bowl? Oh, absolutely did I go. I went to the Cotton Bowl game. I went to the Cotton Bowl uh, Thursday morning coaches breakfast. Uh, I did as much as I could while I was still trying to work and get ready for uh, a game the next day. But uh, good win for Missouri anytime you can beat Ohio State. Uh, I always look at that if you beat Ohio State or Russia or Alabama, I mean, uh, <laughs> Ohio State or Michigan or Alabama, it's like beating Russia, right? Yeah, you can throw Russia in there. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Mickey, beat thank them too. Yeah, Mickey, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.